0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Hope you had a good week. I just wanted to start out the podcast by sending my love uh, to anyone who was affected by the storms that happened this past weekend and the tornadoes. The destruction looks absolutely Absolutely horrendous. So um, if anyone knows of any organizations on the ground, especially in Kentucky, that are providing shelter and food to people who've been affected, um, please send me a note and I will get that out. Um, it's it's absolutely shocking. Also, you know, love again, <laughs> all of my teachers and nurses and healthcare professionals that are dealing with so much this holiday season and rising COVID rates ugh i commend you and um you know support you i'm just trying to keep my head down focus on things unrelated <laughs> to the news and trying to uh enjoy watching bravo and i hope to get into the sex in the city reboot in the coming week or two wanted to know what you guys think about it i've heard all kinds of opinions i'm not i'm not sure if i'm going to like it or not Um, But what I definitely do like is the Summer House Season 6 trailer that dropped this week. I am stoked. I wonder how much of it is actually accurate. Like Sometimes they tend to dramatize certain things and then that's not what's shown on the season. For example... We were shown during Winter House this whole weird storyline in the trailer about how Kyle was accused of flirting with Gabby, and then that never made it to air. So most of the trailer is about Kyle and Amanda's bad relationship, and they're about to walk down the aisle, and maybe she's having second thoughts. And we all saw that they got married and they seemed so happy at the wedding and so did the cast. So I'm wondering if they're just like playing that up or if they really were experiencing a lot of challenges. I am so excited to see Lindsay's hot girl summer. It sounds like she's going from guy to guy. Some of the women brought that up to her and her quote was, I can't help that I have butterflies and rainbows flying out of my vagina freaking love Lindsay Hubbard. (laughs) And it sounds like Paige is being pulled between Andrea and Craig, and so we'll see that she eventually ends up with Craig, but that looks interesting. And of course, we've got Austin Kroll in a web of women fighting over him for God knows what reason. It appears Lindsay hooks up with him, and then he's with Sierra And Danielle, true voice of reason, is like, Why are you guys fighting about this when he's the problem? And we see Sierra throw a drink on Lindsay. Oh my God, I didn't think she had it in her. I am so excited to see Summer House. I love these people. I feel like I've fallen out of love with Vanderpump Rules, although I will continue watching it until the day that it dies. But Summer House is where it's at, and I am just loving it. I also, you guys know, I love Luke. He represents Minnesota so well. I think he's a nice person. He was with Carl this week in Minneapolis, and uh, I guess Carl was there for some Lover Boy stuff. Loverboy is making its way to Minnesota in early 2022, and they went to a Vikings game together because the Vikings were playing the Steelers, which is Uh, Carl's favorite team, because he's from Pittsburgh. So if anyone ran into them in Minneapolis, uh, send me a message. Let me know what they were like. Moving on to Vanderpump rules. I was definitely incorrect last week when I said that I didn't believe the rumor that James and Raquel ended their engagement. It sounds like the night before they filmed the reunion, they ended things, they announced it at the reunion, and they caught everyone off guard. It also sounds like Lala had a really tough time at the reunion, and that afterwards, the only person that reached out to her was Raquel which I hope this gives her pause because she was so nasty and so mean to Raquel for so many years. And Raquel has consistently been kind and understanding towards Lala when even her closest friends weren't. So I don't know. I really hope that Lala takes some time to reflect on on her behavior, especially this season when she's probably just projecting a lot onto Sheena and Brock when really her and Randall have have some underlying issues. All right, guys. Um, this episode is so, so fun. I'm with my very good friend, Taria Faison. We <laughs> read aloud the text messages that were leaked, uh, supposedly coming from Dr. Jen Armstrong on the OC I don't know. Do you guys think these are real? I I thought they were kind of funny. She's like, you know, pissed at her husband for voting for Biden. And she's clearly Republican. And as someone who grew up in a house where both my parents, you know, voted differently. I, I just I had a chuckle with that. It really seems like some of these texts could be edited. And I don't know. I like it was they just seem weird there's like one after the other after the other and that just doesn't it sounded like they were missing a part of a back and forth but you know we'll see what you guys think I was also on the pink shade podcast this week it came out on Friday so if you guys want to hear my thoughts with Mary Payne go ahead and give that a listen As always, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead, give it a five-star rating and write a kind review. If you have some constructive criticism, my DMs are open. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mandy Slutsker. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Taria. You guys are going to love this episode. I'm so excited. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Hi, everyone. I am here with one of my favorite people, the host of What Else is Going On, Taria S. Faison, who is a podcast friend, a real-life friend, a great human being. How are you doing today?
0: I am wonderful, and I will say this. To hear you say I'm one of your favorite people is a thrill and an honor because I've loved Mandy. Uh, since before she knew me. And I always say me- I was afraid to DM her and be like, hi, I like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember when you DM'd me for the first time yeah. because I, I'm really not great with Instagram. And I didn't know like where DMs went if it was someone that like you didn't follow. And mm-hmm. so I had these like requests and I'm glad that I saw it when it was there you know, me and I responded. I was too. like, oh, hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I listened. I found your podcast. I loved your laugh and I love smart people. And Mandy probably gets sick of me saying this. And I feel like you can be smart. You can be good at math, science. You can be street smart. You can be, but I am a, I love people who read and just know things and you just know things. And we have some of the most honest, I think deep yeah. discussions via te- like text or on the phone and I think I have learned so much being in, in this community from you and from our other mutual friends on how to be at peace with not always agreeing, not like over a stupid housewife show, but over things that are serious to us.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, you know? And I've learned so much from you. And I think anyone who listens to your podcast can get a sense of the kind of person you are just because when you interview people, you're so inquisitive. You have incredible questions. I mean, let's start off with over the last few months, you have blown up with the amount of interviews (laughs) you've done of housewives. Who have you interviewed that was I think maybe the most exciting to you or the or the person who you chatted with who changed your mind about who they were? Like you saw them on the show and then when you interviewed them, you're like, oh, I feel like I understand them better now.
0: I think I will say Ebony as far as I understand her better now. Ebony from Housewives of New York only because we had... We know that she worked at Fox News and you hear different things and being a black woman, seeing another black woman give, being given opportunities. Right. You're excited, just like I'm sure when you see Jewish women give, or women in general, because we're women. Right. So yeah. we're women supporting women. But there were choices of hers that I didn't necessarily agree with, but understood or I agreed with, but have friends that didn't and didn't understand. So I wanted to get inside her mind tell me why, just lay it out for me. And she did. Um, One of her things working at Fox News was like, you know, the other side needs representation too. However, there were certain times when she didn't bash the former administration and people were upset by that. And she said, I had to be fair. So if I agreed with something, the former administration did, I had to speak it because then the audience would know that I was unbiased truly so when I did speak against him they would at least open their minds to hear me and say okay you know what she doesn't always bash him when he does something she agrees with the administration she speaks about it so I understood that but also even if you don't like how she does it I think sometimes as women and then sometimes as black people we don't necessarily not that you pull back on who you are but you don't always necessarily confront things that you could or lead with i'm proud of who i am and not that you're not proud you just go on about your day one thing i loved seeing about her was that she we could see that she was black but it was almost like she reveled in the fact that she was black and her blackness and i appreciated her not pulling back on the show because we have had other housewives other minority housewives putting our white cast and it's like they're put there, but they don't want them to necessarily talk about it. Whereas she, whether that was her agenda or not, she did. And I used to be bothered by that when we first started her be like, she's always talking about being black. And then one day she said, so because I'm determined to shift the narrative away from these white women and center myself, because I'm on here and I'm just not going to be on here and be silent that's a problem. Number two, she's palatable. She's lighter skinned. She has a different grade hair. And she said, if I came on this platform and just went along to get along, I would feel like I was a piece of, for not speaking up for all of us. So I appreciated that about her. So I, I, because I remember being that, that young fiery Taria, but then it being like squished a little, like you can't always do that. You can't always say that. So it kind of reunited something. So the, the long way of saying her now, I know she's recently done some things and I'm like, girl, gonna I know. need you to stay off the of stages. I'm going to need you to stay off of let the comedians do their thing. It had nothing yeah. to do with you being a black woman. OK, nothing. Yes, you are a black queen, but you are in the audience of a comedy show. And if you sit up front, they're going to get you. Period. Point blank. That's what it is. That's what we expect of, out of comedy shows. Right. So, Ebony, if you're listening, I'm going to need you to stay off them stages. Um, Crystal was very warm. And it's not that I didn't think she was, but the um, like her excitement of being on a podcast of I'm not E-news. I wasn't OK Magazine. And she was excited to be there. And I could feel it and see it. She made me want to go to her home and be fed.
1: Yeah, she seemed the most, not different, but just how she was portrayed on the show yes, versus how yes. she was on your podcast. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, how she's on your podcast, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. And they edited her maybe to be a little bit different. Yes. But it's also hard coming in as a new cast member during a season with, like, the massive Erica and Tom Girardi yes. scandal. It's yes. hard. I, that's how I feel about Jenny with Salt Lake City. It's so hard for her to make a name for herself when this season is just absolutely wild. Should we start with the OC? Or should we start yeah, with Salt I'll start,
0: Lake? I'll start with wherever. I'm just excited Let's to talk start about with my vote.
1: Let's start with uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County. So question for you. I know you didn't watch last season, but have Mm -hmm. you historically been an OC fan or was that kind of one of the franchises you were like, eh, it's not my fave?
0: I watched it. So Atlanta was the first one that I ever watched. And then I went back and watched The OC. And I watched it and it didn't bother me because I had already learned how to watch TV. Meaning I always go back to, historically we know TV is, not normally created for Black people, right? But we know how to enjoy it. So yeah. some of the ladies on the OC, I watched it like how I worked with some ladies that were like them in real life. So I was able to enjoy their antics because I expected nothing from them. I That was when I did just purely watch for entertainment, still dissecting like, oh, well, wait, you lied about that. That's not a fact, this, this, this. But I was able to enjoy them because the rest of the world necessarily wasn't like, all of a sudden we care about who you vote for. We knew like, this is not, why are we shocked?
1: You know yeah, what I mean? and
0: So like, why are we shocked who they voted for, how they think? I don't, yeah, I don't know. The
1: OC is the one franchise that I feel like I relate to the least. Like it's just something about them yeah. and their, like the culture of Newport beach yes. and orange County that seems so foreign to me, which you, you know, it's, it's so close to LA, but yet when you watch Real Housewives at Beverly Hills, I was like, that culture I've never experienced, but I can understand it. Mm-hmm. The OC culture, I don't quite get. Like, there's something that's still a mystery to me about it. It's just, and I love this season because they're bringing in some people who I think are just like so classic OC. Yes. And it's like watching. I don't know. It's like being an ethnographer or like anthropologist trying to figure out, you know, Dr. Jen. It's like, what's her deal and her husband? Mm -hmm. And she's this, you know, woman who works and has a business, but yet her husband's a stay at home dad. But
0: uh, uh, But she does luxury Airbnbs, but it really wasn't necessarily explained. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She seems like (laughs) Classic old school OC, right? Yes. Yes. And I love it. Um, me too. And to see then Noella, who is not classic OC, but to see kind of her navigate. And in this episode, how she was with Shannon made me laugh so hard. I was like, she has been so kind to Shannon Bador. and mm-hmm. Shannon Badur isn't even acting as if she appreciates it like no and when she called the following day after the massive blow up at the dinner party and they had this forced facetime she couldn't even pretend to care about noella
0: like (laughs) which is classic shannon so this is funny i have to indict myself and say that I didn't get to finish, but I was so I was trying to, like, catch clips because Mandy, Mandy knows her friend and she knows I get scattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. So (laughs) I didn't get to see all of it. But I will say watching Shannon is a it's almost like. You can't. If not careful, I could get that self-absorbed and it's like, no, this person's really like checking on you, but Shannon just could not get out of her own way or out of her own victim mode to be like, thank you so much. It was just like, yeah, like almost like I have no one and I'm stuck with Noella. It's like, yeah. can you look at it differently like right. at least, even, oh though, you're elder, so, you know, even comments, though you're her elder. It's so the elder comment.
1: I'm laughing so hard with what Noella said. Okay. So the big thing that happened was obviously Shannon yes. last episode told Gina and Emily hey, this Nicole woman used to be mm-hmm. Nicole Weiss and 16 years ago sued Terry DeBro for a botched boob job. Mm-hmm. And over the next 12 hours, Gina was like, I feel like I need to tell Heather this. We're all going to her home together. And she proceeds to tell Heather in the middle of the party, it did not go well. If you were in that situation and you were Gina... And you were a housewife, right? Trying to make a good television show. You had to throw that in. I did. How would you handle getting that piece of information? And how would you tell Heather? And
0: if so, how would you tell Heather? So you just threw in a caveat because I was going to say, if in real life, and I don't know this person, I would probably not say anything, but be looking at Shannon like, this is your friend and you're not saying anything. So like, why are you telling me Um, as a housewife? It's funny. I had this discussion with Quinn and Donnie yesterday. If me and you were on a show, if if we, if me and you were a part of the OC, and let's say this happened with you, I would have had a conversation, I'm be honest, a conversation with you off camera. That's said, look. I'm going to have to bring this up. So what point do you not want me to press, but I have to bring it up? If I didn't know you and I have to make good television, I could see myself trying to pull Heather aside at the end of the party after we've had a couple of drinks, after she may be a bit more mellow and say, by the way, you know, I've been sitting with this. This is what I've heard. I don't know what you want to do with this information. But what's interesting is to hear Shannon say to Emily and Gina, let's make a pact. I trust you. I'm going to tell you. But didn't she tell Heather not to trust them? Right. I mean, according to Heather, right? We don't yeah. have camera footage of We don't of have this. the camera footage of it. But so that was very interesting to me. So I felt for Gina because it's like. If you if you put in they are on a show, she has a job to do. Totally. And she and Shannon knows that Gina has Shannon <laughs> did her job. She said it on camera. So so now it's like
1: here is what I think potentially happened is that Gina and Emily were talking off camera and like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I think they thought that Shannon was lying and that she was trying to create drama to, to make Heather look bad. And I don't think they thought that Nicole was, that it actually happened. So when they told Heather and then Heather's like, Goes to Terry and it's, yeah. and then they eventually go to Nicole and it's all confirmed. I think they were more shocked that it was true. Okay. Than anything else.
0: Oh, okay. That, okay. I could see that.
1: Cause I watched it twice and that was my read the second time when. And they've
0: accused Shannon of lying before.
1: Yes. I think they wanted. I think they thought it would all blow up on Shannon.
0: But it did not. But it didn't. (laughs) I'm going to shoot the effing messenger. (laughs) And Heather,
1: I loved it because it's so not the reaction that most housewives would have. Where she was like, I don't need to know everything. You don't need to tell me this. I would be fine being completely ignorant.
0: (laughs) You know, so I was listening to her podcast because I used to be a faithful listener like years ago. And I, I will say I've always liked Heather. There's something about her that I feel like I get a little more elevated when I listen to her, meaning she's taught me how to pack jewelry. She doesn't know it. She's taught me how to prepare for a dinner party. She doesn't know it. I, like <laughs> she gives tips that you think that's that life. But they've really helped. She's taught me that you do not do a dinner party, run around and then get dressed and you're sweaty and trying to get afterwards. She said you take your shower you do your hair, you put on your apron and you set up and you're already ready when your guests arrive and you're not trying to run around and you're sweaty. So she like little things. So I've I've always loved her. I, I say pretentiousness, but if you've ever listened to the podcast with her mother on, that's where she's really vulnerable and you see where it comes from. You see, I've learned a lot like, oh, so, but so she was talking about this episode and she was saying how She was so blindsided, but her belief is this. She used this example. What's the point of telling if it can't be fixed? She said, so if I'm with a friend and we're on our way to a premiere and we're in the limo already, and she says, how do I look? The answer is fantastic. If we're home and she has 20 minutes before we have to get in that limo, and she says, and the answer is, the question is, how do I look? It's, you might want to change X, Y, and Z. What's the point of revealing if you can't fix it? Then she said, However, I know this is a show. But I was blindsided. Yeah.
1: Oh, that is so interesting. What I was frustrated about was that she took off, right? Yep. Went upstairs with her husband and they off camera determined how they were going to respond and then went back downstairs to continue shooting. She and said
0: they went to Video Village. They went to the producer's. Oh, she said that they went to the producers and said, this is not what you told me it was going to be. We're done. We're done. And Heather was like, "Um, this is now this is what she's saying. She said they went to the producers and was like, we're done. This is not what you said it was going to be. And they were like, no, no, no. We're not like we're we're shocked, too. We had no idea. So then she said she thought about it for a minute and she pulled Terry aside and said, if we quit now, it, this is going to be out there. It's already out there about you. So if we quit now, it's like, are we running away from this? We don't want this to affect you. Yeah. This is what she's saying. No, so but then she said they decided to go back and confront it.
1: What this is what frustrates me a little bit about Bravo is that at this point, most of the arguments are about the show. Yes. Just let us see what yes. they're actually arguing about, yes. because otherwise, it feels fake and. Yeah. What I loved about Salt Lake City this season is when they got all the news about Jen Shaw's arrest, they were in this van, sequestered, with very little incoming information, and you saw their real, (laughs) raw emotions and their true, natural reactions. And that has become very hard to find on Housewives lately. So what I did appreciate was seeing Heather being like, we're done and having her hand in front of the camera. (laughs) You know, like, this is it. Stop filming. It's over. Like, that's her real reaction. Reaction. But I would have loved the cameras being upstairs, her talking to producers, and her and Terry deciding how to move forward. Because we didn't get to see any of that. And instead, we see them come down and confront Nicole, who is probably... (laughs) I said this before. <laughs> On one of Sonia Morgan's water pills. I mean, she looked <laughs> like she was flying high. And her face was, oh my God. She it was like she was upset, but she didn't know where she was. But yeah. it was it was really uncomfortable to watch. And she looked devastated. And she's yeah, crying. Yeah. And then they're telling her it's okay. And then cackling and laughing. Well, Ooh, thanks for
0: dropping the suit. Thanks for dr- Yeah. And it was like <laughs> She didn't recover quite as quickly as you did because she just had this bomb dropped on her where you had a bomb dropped on you. You got to have a reaction and then go calm down and then come back in front of cameras composed. So she she said when I confronted the producers, it wasn't very nice. I'll just say that. And she said some words. I would have liked to see that. But I was listening to Noor and Artie from The Reality Is. I was screaming because picture Heather in your mind. I think Heather's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> they said, though, when Heather gets upset, you could see her managing her composure. She turns into a supervillain. So her chin gets sharper. Her eyes get darker. And you can <laughs> see all of that happening. And she like whips her dress and she's like, we're done. I was like, you can tell when she gets upset, but she tries to manage it. And she will explode in front of producers, but why not show that on because
1: she wants to show a specific side of herself and a persona that she's created for the show, which is partially accurate and partially made up. And did you
0: see the security? Mm -hmm. There was I I didn't the security guards, and there were areas roped off, like in the background. Yeah, watch
1: that was weird. It was like. Everything, and I said this this week on Pink Shade podcast, but I oh, believe. You're on,
0: I'm going to go listen.
1: Yes. I believe that when you are filming, no part of your home should be off limits except for maybe the children's rooms, right? Yes. So that they can yes. have their privacy. Nene Leakes's closet is not off limits right and the upstairs area where terry and heather were railing against production that shouldn't be off limits Off
0: limits yep it, it should be i i, I could it, at that point it's like okay we're at a theater or a mausoleum <laughs> <I> said, like, <laughs> like seriously i just what i want to know is and i wish she would have explained it how if shannon lost touch with this woman to the point where she's had different last names and a. Apparently looks different. How did she know about the lawsuit? Because it was before Shannon knew her. I,
1: I got the impression that they were friends when their daughters were in preschool together. Okay, and that she was talking about how oh. this plastic surgeon botched her boob job, and she was suing okay. them. Right. Okay. And so then, and and Terry Dubrow was probably known as a plastic surgeon in the OC, right? Okay. Like. You know how? I mean, I know that there's a lot, but right of plastic surgeons, and
0: so then I think I don't know. I don't know how it all came together. I think that makes. I think that is that that makes sense to me because I'm like, did she research? No, I think she
1: knew about this, and I think actually what I anticipate coming out this season is other rumors and stuff and, and droplets of people who have been unhappy with Dr. Dubrow's surgeries. Okay. I've heard this from a few people that other okay. things come out. And they say, oh, look at the Yelp reviews. I'm sorry. I, w- I
0: was just going to say that. You there's can't.
1: A lot of- <laughs> if you're looking for a surgeon, you don't go on Yelp. I'm sorry. Anyone can right. write anything. <laughs> like, th- this isn't freaking, <laughs> right, right <laughs> you know, a right. restaurant. My God. And. Yeah, so I don't think that's the the way that you – I wouldn't take Yelp reviews, but if there are individuals that have had surgeries done by him who are unhappy with
0: how things went, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I've I've heard that for years.
1: So that's the thing. I think everyone has probably heard that for years. I I haven't heard that, but I think that was like rumors going around the OC and it comes up more and okay. more this season that's my thinking and i think it okay. started with this nicole oh,
0: james person okay.
1: but i think when she leaves and she stops filming with them i still think it continues
0: okay and then we wonder if it was if it's at the hand of shannon or I don't know who
1: keeps bringing it up. You know, it's like, who's bringing up these rumors about Mary, right? None of them actually go to her church. Right, But right. other people are telling okay. them and okay. they're like, okay, then we should talk about this. And I wonder what Dr. Jen knows because Dr. Jen, while she doesn't do surgery, is in the same sort of aesthetic Yep, I was business thinking that. So has she heard anything?
0: I'm sure she's heard
1: all kinds of things,
0: right? Well, it's very interesting because I feel like Heather is is trying very hard off camera on her podcast because I've listened to it for the last two weeks um, and she's had a part one and a part two, last Thursday and Friday, this Thursday and Friday. And she's pushing very hard that Nicole is an amazing woman. She's never, ever heard Nicole speak a bad word about anyone So what she's pushing is that she believes Shannon is doing this to get at her. Because if if you listen to her, the way she, she had two people on, uh, her producer that has never watched Housewives. And so this OC was her introduction. And then she had a stylist on who has watched for years. And they both were on the side of, well, maybe Shannon felt like as your friend, she was trying to protect you. And it's very clear that Heather was like, No. Everyone knows if you know something about someone that's on a show, if you don't want it on the show, you don't say it on the show. You tell somebody off camera. You want to your friends off camera. So she's she's very much believing that it's like a setup uh, by Shannon.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of, I don't even know if this is setups or what the deal is, but would love to... Go over some of these text messages that were just leaked by Doctor ah, okay. of Doctor Jen's text messages. So let me find them really quick because I didn't okay. see them until we're recording today. And I told you just before we got online yes. that I saw that some people were posting that Doctor Jen had these leaked text messages. Mm-hmm. So let me find them real quick. They're kind of funny. I shouldn't. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> okay so apparently dr jen is and i don't know who she's messaging with says i don't think i can treat bronwyn because she's so democratic and shuns everyone who does not agree i was up till 2 a.m with rage and it's free for marketing but she unfollowed me basically because i posted with patients that are republicans i can't the person's like oh my god do you think that's why she said that's why. This is the second time it's happened. (laughs) Maybe I'm too emotional, but I have a very low tolerance for people using me. And then this other person says, she seems hypersensitive, meaning Bronwyn seems hypersensitive. And Dr. Jen says, because she just got sober, that's what happens. I'm not trying to be mean. And then separately, if you want to follow the most annoying person in the world, follow Noella, my housewives competition. She's pro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't She's Pro Biden, and I want to rip her eyes out. like, have you ever had a job? I'm going to compose myself when I see Bronwyn tomorrow. They are BFF. BFF equals Noella using her to get on the housewives and you to have a Botox hookup. And then she goes, right. Why the fuck is Ryan, her husband, voting for Biden? He better look really good with no shirt on Bravo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say it just I meant to to, uh, tell you uh, when we were talking about the text before, but a source tells me that I think the other person may be someone that worked in her office. Oh, I think I will double check and get. But I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, that's
1: nasty! Office. If like, one of your employees leaks text messages
0: about you because they're upset with her, yeah. Ooh, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think these were terrible texts. I think no. I mean, is it just it, me? It, I just I think it, first of all, I think it's funny that her and her husband voted differently, yes. and that she's like, "He better look good with a shirt on.
0: Shirt on Bravo, <laughs> on Bravo, like. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that whoever leaked these messages knows the climate that we're in. And so they did it to incite something against Jen. Because had this been pre-2016, that wouldn't have even been a discussion. Republican, Democrat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they did it to incite hate against her.
1: Well, and also knowing the climate with the Real Housewives the OC last season and how so many people yes. boycotted it for things that Kelly yes. Dodd was saying. So, I mean, this whole thing, like, is it a shocker that Dr. Jen votes Republican? No, No, she lives in the O.C. Is it a shocker that she posts with Republicans uh, for her business? No, she runs a business. And I'm sure many of her clientele vote that way. What? What was interesting is that she brought up, and I think this was likely kind of almost before the season really started was Mm -hmm. her she was saying that noella and bronwyn were best friends and Mm -hmm. that noella used bronwyn to get on the show and it sounds like they are no longer best friends Mm -hmm. and that very soon after the casting was done it fell apart so i feel like these messages are before you know the shooting of the season really kind of got underway
0: I think it was, or was it when they were shoot? uh, You know what? Because she said my competition, because I heard, and I don't know how true this is, that you could film the entire season and then find out that you're not a housewife you're a friend of. But it had to have been before because clearly Bronwyn and Noella were still friends. So so it had to have been before shooting. And the
1: thing that Bronwyn has said before and that others have said is that Bronwyn was not invited back to be a housewife, but she was asked to be a friend yes. of, but she was so emotional and angry that she wasn't asked yep. back that they actually rescinded their offer yes. of her to be a friend of.
0: So All that's true tea. I can admit that. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that's, uh, that's true tea. Very and much so. so I
1: feel like that's actually really frustrating for the audience because Bronwyn, as much as I can't stand her, and I've talked about that, um, I feel like... I love like
0: when she... Mandy gets emotional about it, because you <laughs> never normally do get, like, about... I don't like, know, something about... <laughs> about her gives me
1: the heebie-jeebies. Um, I feel like she is sort of the missing gap in the storylines, and a lot of yeah. things don't make sense with her being absent, so I wish she could have gotten over the fact that she was demoted and just filmed so that we could better understand... <laughs> I think these people fit together.
0: I think there was a short window where she may have gotten over it, but they hadn't gotten over her reaction. So by then it was like, oh, first it's, I don't want you. Now it's like, okay, I've come to reconcile. Now I'm ready. And it's like, no, because of your reaction. Now I did hear that she was so much of the storyline that allegedly production stepped in and said, you guys are going to need to find something else to talk about. Otherwise She will have to appear because you continue to bring her up.
1: (sighs) Well, okay. Aside from kind of like all the newbies, how are you Mm -hmm. feeling about Gina and Emily?
0: I have to say that I, I didn't dislike Emily. I just thought she was kind of like bread, meaning I like bread and sometimes I can eat a slice by itself. No butter. And sometimes the thought of it is like, I just can't get it down. I don't know why. So to me, she's just like, Brett, I could do without her. But I will be honest and say that her views outside of the show have affected the way I look at her. Because it's not the way she votes. It's the anti-vax accounts that I've seen her follow. Yeah. So that to me, I can't help but let that color how I see her. Because it's not just entertainment when your husband almost died from a virus, this, yeah. this virus. So that, so I kind of almost put her out of my mind a little bit, even though we see her. Gina, I liked her her first season, and I didn't care for her last season because, in my opinion, I felt like this is the one time I did have sympathy for Emily. I felt like Gina kind of threw Emily to the wolves last year to oh, get into the years pool Yes. Cool. <laughs> two years ago, I yeah. felt like she threw Emily to the wolves. OK, so you know what? I missed last season. So I didn't see the whole bridging back of their friendship. So maybe so I'm still maybe holding that. But yeah. I do like Gina. I, not that I like what, what made me see her as a human outside of the horrific things her ex did. The, him putting his hands on her. Absolutely horrific. That's already embarrassing, of course. But when she told that story to put myself in her shoes, I imagine me and Corey going to a barbecue and I'm like kissing on him, maybe loving on him. look at my man. And everybody knows that he's having an affair with the person who owns the house. We're at like, that was, I felt like, I didn't know that. No, me neither. So I felt like that. Yeah. I saw her a little more differently um, Than I had seen her because again I missed last year so my my frame of reference for her is two years ago and how I felt like she was trying to get she, in with she has
1: changed a lot and last okay. season I really enjoyed her um, okay. she was the only person I enjoyed last season on um, the okay. entire show and I felt like she the two years ago was really going through a lot and okay, yeah. You know, dealing with her arrest for the drunk driving, yeah, yeah. dealing with having her ex husband almost try and kill her, <sighs> trying to manage three young children, including yeah. one that had some um, developmental delays and was yes. having to do some extra therapy. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she needed a little bit more of understanding I think from Emily like I can't travel to see you in Vegas I can't like I need you to give me a little bit longer of a leash here like I need to you to cut me some slack okay and
0: and I think she they got over it right yeah it seems like they're real friends legit
1: friends. I enjoy her so much. I find her so funny and relatable. Mm -hmm. And normally we want to see housewives like Heather, right, that have this opulence. But Mm -hmm. it's nice to have someone who is sort of the voice of the audience and being like, wow, this house is legit. These towel warmers. Like, this is fucking insane. That is fun to watch. And I love her outfits. And I was saying this again on Pink Shade, but something I've noticed about her that seems different from the other women is that from the day that she started on the OC until now, she has not drastically altered her appearance. She's looked better, right? She has her haircut, her fashions are good, but she hasn't tried to change her body drastically. No, she hasn't. And that tells me that she has a good, strong sense of self and confidence that I don't know that I would have if I was watching myself on TV. You see all these women start on Housewives and then do all kinds of crazy stuff to their bodies. You know, you can say that they're empowered to do it, whatever, but they go through a lot. And she's like, no, this is who I am. This is how much money I have. This is what my house looks like. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of who I am. And You know, and then for how she navigated the domestic violence situation.
0: That to me was, oh, I've never heard anyone wow. speak about it that way. I want my kids to see their mom was strong and their dad took accountability. Yes. That, that and the fact oh. that Matt, it speaks to maybe his growth. Again, I'm not okay. Clearly, what he did was absolutely horrific, but it speaks to maybe someone trying to change that that didn't fracture their relationship that they were building that he was like basically yes I I understand you have to make this statement you know what I mean like because that could have other men would have been like oh no we were trying to build, like trying to pressure her into not giving her statement you know so maybe that speaks to someone who hopefully is in counseling and on a path to getting better so he doesn't hurt someone else
1: yeah I don't know I mean the goal right if we'll see him we saw him, um, I think it was last season. Two seasons season. ago. Two oh, seasons last ago. season
0: he was on the they, so Remember when he came to pick up the kids or something? Her
1: boyfriend encourages a positive relationship with Matt. Okay. And Matt okay. has a girlfriend. And the four of them together co-parent the children. Okay. And okay. so it was one of the kids' birthdays. And they wanted their dad there. And so Matt oh. and his girlfriend came and that um they were all together okay. so that shows that to to me and i granted i have no idea how i would handle this situation or navigate it i can't even pretend but that shows me to me that her and matt are putting their kids first and that's just yes so important that's a real and putting so, your kids first so incredible and it says so much about her boyfriend travis mm-hmm. that yeah. he is not you know he's like let's do this for the kids and and yeah. she even said I don't know if it was a, on a podcast or something but she says that when she's out of town sometimes it's Travis with the kids and he texts Matt about what's going on wow. with the kids. So
0: that is now that is ideal. It's impressive impressive yes. co-parenting. And those are adults which almost makes you think I now get when people say I don't like so-and-so not, not that this is in Gina's case, but I don't like so-and-so for the show because they seem like they're too normal. You know right. what I mean? So, but with Gina, we get to see it, which is nice. I, I I like that. That's really, and I love her hair this season. Um, I want her to continue her glow up. N- not, not that she, meaning continue like where she is now. Dressing like, well. Yeah, yeah. Dressing well. And I will say this. I noticed Emily, when they went to I love Reformer Pilates. Emily in her tights and her sports bra looked so good.
1: I mean, she's snatched. I was like she's she, got a yes. banging body. And her hair. I, I'm so I, jealous
0: of Emily's hair. I've always it's said that. Gorgeous. And <laughs> I have to say this, and I know this is probably bordering on like Patreon, but I just can't imagine her in chain. There I said it. Like oh, what goes on there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How does that even work? But okay.
1: (laughs) He just seems like such a little dweeb and she seems so like beautiful and voluptuous.
0: Yeah. And you know, with Shane, I started to think he's just very matter of fact about things. And sometimes that can be startling to people. I think sometimes we're used to people kind of playing the game and he's very just matter of fact. Like the year that he was encouraging her for her surgery and she was crying about how much pain he she was in. Although I wanted him to have more sympathy for her, in my mind, what he was saying was, Emily, we've discussed this. You've no, I've been pushing you to do this for years. Like, get the surgery. I, like, you want me to comfort you in your pain, but there is an alternative to your pain. You just don't want to do it. So I felt like he was just being matter of fact, like, get the surgery. I mean, you yeah. know this is what it is. So I didn't feel like he was coming off very... Even though it seemed nasty, I still felt like I don't know. I believe that they love each other. I do too. I believe, I, 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 I believe it. He pa- like Gina said, they raised the bar and he passed. It. I mean, the way they lowered the bar, the bar. so he just- <laughs> <laughs> So funny. <laughs> he said, now, Can I joke with that about him? Just, the you
1: know. thing that I always forget about Shane is that he's Mormon, and yes. he is someone who converted to be Mormon. Yep, and that kind of brings us into Salt Lake City. And I always feel like there's some tension between people who are born into being Mormon and whose families are Mormon. And so for them, like stepping out of the religion or maybe not following pieces of the doctrine, like if they decided Mm -hmm. to drink or or something like that, they can't really do that because they were born in the religion and their whole family is that. Whereas I I talked about this uh, again on Pink Shade, but like uh, Lisa Barlow, I think triggers Whitney, and Heather, because she's a cafeteria Mormon. She was born Jewish, and then she converted to be Mormon, but she picks and chooses which elements of the LDS faith she's going to follow and which things she's not. And so it's very obvious this season when she's drinking on camera that she doesn't follow the exact, you know, doctrine of Mormonism, which again, yes. I have no judgment for, but I could see how that would be very triggering for Heather and Whitney who were like, I would love to just dabble in Mormonism and be accepted by my family and still be allowed to drink and marry out of the faith and or still go to
0: heaven and, get, and get whatever divorce, you know? Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You saying that it makes sense. Heather's outburst to her at the reunion last year yes when she said it doesn't work that way for everyone lisa when because lisa said i've had friends who've got divorced who were mormon who this and they're not treated any differently and heather said it doesn't happen like that for everyone but you saying that i was redoing some reading up on the mormons because they're they're talking about mary and money and ties and offerings and i was reading how the mormons you know expect 10 percent of your income at the end of the year they meet with I don't know who it is. They meet with someone at the church and they go over if the amount you've paid matches up with what you should have paid. They call it something. And if not, they're told they either don't have access to a certain part of the temple or heaven, which is interesting what they're accusing Mary of, which that's why when I look at Lisa, I'm like, but you're a part of somebody that does that too. However, I can see why Heather would be triggered because not only is Lisa a cafeteria Mormon, it'd be one thing if she was a cafeteria Mormon and was like, oh, I'll accept the consequences, but it doesn't look like she gets consequences in the Mormon church. So yes. for Heather, yeah. it's like, you get to do what you want and you don't get consequences. And I did everything perfectly. And because my husband divorced me, y'all don't want me, but you will keep an outsider and she doesn't have any. Con- so I, you saying that it's like, oh, Lisa doesn't have consequences. I mean, Whitney's husband got the letter that he was put out of the church. But yet Lisa has a liquor line. Yeah, there's
1: so much I don't understand about Lisa's Mormonism. Like, is her husband John,
0: was he born Mormon or did they both convert? Her mom, um, remember when she said they came to, didn't they come to her mom's home when she was in New York at 17? And her mom converted. And didn't Lisa do a missionary something no and converted? Idea. I want to say she said that last season that they came to New York or whatever, and her mom converted. And then she did also. I'm going to go back and watch because oh. I remember her talking about it
1: interesting
0: mm-hmm.
1: um okay so let's walk through this episode because there is a lot that happened and i need to get all of your thoughts
0: my stomach hurts okay
1: oh, <laughs> i know it's tough it's a tough one okay and yeah. and i think everyone behaved in a way that i understand and also poorly right yes. so
0: <laughs> i hold those truths to I be self-evident think the yes. only
1: person whose behavior i can 100 percent stand by is whitney
0: I was going to say the same thing because she called it all
1: out. Yep. So Heather, the episode starts with Heather saying basically the reason that they should all be talking and figuring out what's going on with Mary is because of what happened with Jen, that they ignored Jen's victims and that they ignored warning signs. And now they don't want to do that again because she doesn't want to get another situation where she's has her head in the sand and she's caught off guard by Homeland Security. <laughs>
0: Right. I'm trying not to laugh. So that's funny.
1: Meredith is like, I need a concrete example. I only deal with facts. And Lisa does give her a concrete example. She says, this guy Cameron, you know, says that they'll call a church meeting, will beat you down until you give money. And he mortgaged his house and gave money to the church. And he didn't have that money to give. So that's like a fact. So... I'm confused why Meredith is like, these are rumors. These are, I mean, does she need to see his, like, mortgage, his bank statement? Well, that's what I think.
0: So we know Meredith is a trained lawyer. Yeah. So she hasn't practiced. So I am, sometimes I find myself being a little bit like that, too. When certain things are so serious, it's like, I feel like I should be able to trust someone who's telling me, like, I, you know how we say sources say in OC and we know the source. You feel like you can trust them. But at the same time, because Meredith is thinking about the relationship that Mary has with her son and her, I think she's thinking, I need it to be concrete because this will blow her entire life up. So I need concrete facts. And at that time, I believe um, Lisa hadn't spit it out quite yet, did she? Lisa didn't have not spit out. He mortgaged his house and gave her She just kept like beating around the bush. So I will say I can see how Meredith was kind of like, I'm going to need some fact, but I think, I don't know. I feel like Meredith is looking at Lisa kind of differently. Yes. Like, I feel like she's like, this isn't how, ha- like the way Lisa is maneuvering and maneuvering, maneuvering and talking about things, I think Meredith's kind of like, this isn't the Lisa that I know.
1: She's like, you're trying to produce. I can see you're trying to yeah. produce. Now yeah. later in the episode, Meredith says that the reason she doesn't want to go after Mary uh, if, without facts is that there were lies about her, meaning Meredith last year, mm-hmm. and no one asked her directly. Um, and aside from Lisa it was only Mary that didn't talk to Meredith behind her back so uh, didn't talk about Meredith behind her back Yeah. now when she says lies about her family is that that she was dating someone because that is true she may not want that to be out there but it appears that she did date someone when Mm -hmm. her and Seth were separated so uh, Now, is it
0: because the way Jen, when Jen was in Whitney's house, it was presented as if Meredith was cheating on Seth. Like, how are they working on their relationship when she's dating someone else versus, no, we were separated and we were dating. So I'm wondering if that's what she means. Because everything with Meredith goes back to Jen. And Jen is the one that lied on her family.
1: (sighs) And what's interesting... Is so going back to this Cameron Mortgage's house, oh. Jenny says, Well, how can you be friends with Mary then
0: if you believe this? That, that see, and and Jenny's not my favorite. I will say that up front, but I will say something you said earlier uh, was when there's such a big season around something else, we don't get to know the housewives. Yeah. So I and I kept saying, I feel like Jenny keeps trying to have moments, but now that I'm looking at it, it's her job. So she wants to keep her job, she has to bring drama. And if most of the drama is centered around not her, she's got to find ways. So I did agree with her with that. If I found out that somebody built you or your dad, who's my BFF. (laughs) um, Shout out Ilyas Lutzker. (laughs) Shout out Ilyas Lutzker. You're my BFF. You just haven't met me yet. Um, If I found out that somebody built your dad and you out of money, and you're my you're my friend. I can't be friends with them. Especially, let's keep it real, somebody that I wasn't really friends with before, but now we're on this show. There's no way. That was such a good point that Jenny made.
1: It was. And Meredith just, and then so Lisa's like, just because I believe Cameron doesn't mean I don't care for Mary. Well, you can care, but it's not the same thing. It but was- also you
0: brought him on on purpose because you got into a fight <laughs> Lisa's with Mary. being
1: very... Two-faced. So Meredith says there is zero fact. And I think that's really frustrating to me because it's like, well, there is a fact that came okay. out, which was this man mortgaged his home and gave the money to Mary's church. Well, maybe we don't know if it's fact yet. Like if you right. haven't seen a bank statement, if you hadn't seen how much – I don't, I don't know how you would – make sure but she said she's heard far worse about jen and no one listened to her and she can't go down this path without concrete facts to someone who's been nothing but kind to me and then that's the thing is it's like she doesn't want to believe something Mm -hmm. because someone's been nice to her and that is i and i maintain this every single one of these housewives has elements of narcissism it doesn't mean they have narcissistic personalities personality disorder but they have elements of it and this is meredith's element of narcissism in that this person was nice to me therefore i'm not going to talk shit about them i mean that's like classic like donald trump would always be like he's really nice to me
0: right right and i've been there i've been there where i have said if somebody talks about someone else they haven't done anything to me, but I see it very differently now, especially if it's a pattern of that person. Eventually, it will be you, right? if, if it's a person's pattern. So you can't, because also you have to look at that person and say, well, wait, if, if we're all together and you were calling this person your friend and when they leave, you're talking about them to me, that says something about your personality. I said, so I can't just ignore that.
1: OK, so here's a question for you. Whitney says we're moving faster than we did with Jen because of Jen, like because of everything that happened and how we ignored a lot of it. Now we can't ignore it because the feds got involved. Now we're all these things that we've been hearing about Mary. Maybe we need to move a little bit quicker with this so Mm -hmm. that we get ahead of it and know kind of the person that she is. Yeah. Do you believe that's true? Do you believe that is what Whitney and Heather really believe?
0: I believe maybe Whitney believes that there's something about Heather. And I've said it since season one, but I've tried to like everybody says, oh, she's the more relatable one. There's something about Heather that I just, that doesn't strike me as authentic. And I don't know why. And I know for me, people are saying that Heather's reacting to Mary because of her own trauma with religion. As a Black woman watching this, growing up in a Pentecostal church, that I know for sure wasn't a cult because like I had parents who didn't play like I mean, they gave their ties, they gave their offering, but it wasn't like I'm, mor- I'm mortgaging a house, nor were they asking to. Right. So it's almost I heard Joe Gunn say this on uh, Kendrick's podcast that it's borderline almost offensive to me that the first thing they talk about is it's a cult and giving money when all of these people were a part of the Mormon church. Some of them still are, and Heather still would be, had they not put her out. So to me, you're a part of an organization and you want to be. And if what you're saying is true about Mary's church, they're the same, but no one like Utah and Mormonism is a backdrop for Salt Lake city, but you're talking about Mary's church. If Lisa, if you're a part of it and you're given your tithes and your offerings and all the rumors about the Mormon church, how they're tied into the Boy Scouts of America lawsuit with everything that was going on with the Boy Scouts. You guys can look that up. They were just recently in another lawsuit about tithes and offerings. I know y'all know that. So to me, I felt like, why is it automatically assumed that just because Mary has money, now I do understand everybody comes from different religious backgrounds, but I noticed they keep saying cult and where she gets her money from And I guess for me, again, growing up in a black church, Pentecostal church, I know pastors that have outside jobs. So their outside jobs sustain their households and the money that they would get for tithes and offerings.
1: So here's where I would hit back against what you were just saying. Sustaining a household is not the same as, to me, as hoarding or, what I consider hoarding mm-hmm. extreme amounts of high value clothing, jewelry, shoes, bags, items. I'm talking potentially millions of dollars worth of stuff. Right. I mean, just in her basement. And that to me is very different in terms of how much money you have. It's not like she just has a nice car and a nice home and some nice clothes. Now, that's true. It's, she has so much of it that she just gives it away to people. But to
0: me, if she's bringing in that income between the hair salons, the restaurants, the daycares, the mortgage, I you can look this stuff up. I Like she said, I inherited this. And if you go back to last season, the reason her grandmother wanted her to, or someone... She said her grandmother said, I want one of my girls to marry him to keep the wealth that she had built for the family, not just the church, which is why her and her mother don't talk because her mother thought it should be her, not because it's Robert Sr. Well, that,
1: though, I think was proven to be incorrect um, or false. So the thing about her mother. So her mother was married at the time and is still married to that same person and never was also married. Right, but Mary and her husband got divorced so she could be with okay. Robert Sr. She she says that's not why, but I think that's okay. why. Oh, yeah, that's why. Her mom, I don't think, ever wanted to divorce the husband to be with Robert Sr. What happened was, I guess, the mother and Mary's uncle didn't get their due inheritance. Mm-hmm. And it went to the utah supreme court Mm -hmm. and they were found that robert senior and possibly mary committed i don't know what what it was where they like had fraudulent signatures on some things Mm -hmm. and then money eventually went to mary's mom
0: now but can i stop you there yeah so those same people that talked about that in those same interviews they also talked about just how much money Mary's grandmother had outside of that. So people aren't taking that into consideration. So it's like, if we're going to believe that and about, you know, they defrauded them with money, they also talk about all the businesses. And because I've listened to different interviews that Mary's grandmother had, and that Mary has a lot of money because of it, but no one's bringing that part of the conversation in. So it looks like she's getting the church's money.
1: The businesses, though, that people who've done deep dives on these don't look other than the mortgage company, which no longer is under the name of her and, and Robert Sr., mm-hmm. d- don't seem like they generate a ton of income. Like the and daycares, this, I don't think restaurant? generate that restaurants have done extremely poorly in the last few years. And okay, in awesome. general, restaurants don't generate a ton of money. Very few people make a lot of money as being restaurant like it, they operate mm-hmm. in very, very small margins. So I would think it would have to be a much more lucrative. Like the way Mary behaves on the show, you would think mm-hmm. she was married to Jeff Bezos. Like yeah. I cannot get it through my head how someone can just like give these Christian Louboutin shoes to someone because they did her makeup. Like she is so out there with the amount of wealth that mm-hmm. she operates within that just to me feels a little well, something feels
0: fishy. I guess that's why if you look at her lifestyle and you've seen her church, I don't think there's any way that that church could sustain her lifestyle. It 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 has to be more. It has to be more. It, yeah. Yeah, and so that's why like when the articles I read about her business last year, uh the Southern Plantation, it was still open during COVID and it was reported that it was doing well. Now I don't know what it's doing now. But so, because I've done some looking around saying. too, because yeah. I just hate that people automatically put religion in, they're stealing money, they're stealing money. And that's not always the case, even though it's a lower scale. Like I said, I have friends who have beautiful homes, beautiful cars, beautiful. and I've heard people say preachers are supposed to take a vow of poverty. That's not true. So it's like, if they're working hard Monday through Friday, I'm going to throw it back to Potomac real quick, no matter what you think about. Jamal, I know when him, when Giselle talked about him and her starting the church, they started the church in their townhouse, in their basement with 40 people. Right. So, and I know people who worked in like the finance department back there and the trustees. So he didn't take a salary from the church. Yeah, but when you're getting that. paid 10 mm-hmm. to $15,000 to speak and you speak three to four times a week and you are writing books and you've had a, and he had a suit line. So these are things that the general public wouldn't know that he had a suit line. They wouldn't mm-hmm. know that he had this. So I truly feel like with Mary, because only because the same, the nephew or the, the uncle that was doing these interviews keeps saying that there's family money other than just the insurance yeah. policy. So that's the reason I'm like, well, why are we not taking that? Now, I broke it. I was talking to somebody in a black church. This is how it goes. You give your tithes and your offering. If you, Mandy or the pastor, or you come as a guest speaker, what they'll do is say, let's take up a love offering for pastor Mandy or our pastor, because I'll take a love
1: offering. Right.
0: So (laughs) the love offering is then yours to do with whatever. So that has nothing to do with the church because it's being made. I mean, it does, but it's not a tithes and offering. So what I think Mary may be doing is beating them down. Don't you love your pastor? Don't you love your pastor? So yes, we're going to give pastor Mary a love offering and it's hers to do with what she wants. That to me is immoral and shouldn't be going on, but it's not illegal. Cause uh, it's a love offering.
1: This, I, it finally makes sense to me. Cause I didn't understand that mm-hmm. at all. So it sounds like all of the recordings that have been released of her where she's yep. like, beating people down and there's a difference between being immoral and illegal and I think yeah. that is what she was trying to well I don't think she views herself as immoral right Exactly but <laughs> she definitely doesn't want to be um tied to to Jen
0: illegal uh, criminal activity so I think that is the issue and you can't you know him mortgaging his house unfortunately if he did it as a love offering but it's interesting it was for her surgery she wasn't in Utah for a couple of years. She for was in New
1: York.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, well, who was was Robert Senior running? Not. The there's show? so much that. There's a is, lot with Mary.
1: There's a lot, and you know what? I find it interesting to watch, and I don't know yeah. if that makes me a bad person, but she is. I do too. I find her fascinating. Now, this is a, another question for you, as someone who has grown up in black churches and been part of a number of black churches. Mm-hmm. Normally, the pastors don't say that they're God, right? No. Like that's a very odd no, thing.
0: And that's I'm wondering with the wording because when Whitney was talking to Meredith, a couple of different times, she said they view her as God because she has God in her. And then there was another time I forget who said it that they believe Mary has God in her. And I'm I'm wondering about the wording because. Somebody may say, you know, like the spirit of God is in this person, and they're helping them to d- deliver the message. That means you believe that the, that the spirit of God is in them, versus that they are God. Because if you believe in God, I know I think I don't think a person is God, but they may have a spirit of. I'm trying to think of how to explain it so it doesn't sound like crazy. But basically, Mary's <laughs> basically saying she's God's vessel and she's delivering the word to yeah. the people. But I that's think, the spirit of God,
1: which is very different from people yes. worshiping her. And so there seems to be some sort of disconnect between like how she's describing it and how
0: some how they see her. For, and she's yes. not sending them straight. Remember right. last season when she came to church and she said, give me some love. And they were all clapping. And mm-hmm. I, when she told the drummer that he needed to lose weight when they had that choir rehearsal, remember that? Yeah. You see how they reacted to her again, and I hate to use him as an example, but I've never, I will never forget. I was listening to a message by Jamal and you would notice in the, you can look at it now, him in Atlanta. And you see the people from love and hip hop and the real house by the Atlanta and all of them are flocking to his church. There has become a culture of treating pastors like they're rock stars. Right. Yeah. But he was preaching and he said, I am only a man that's supposed to be delivering God's word. So if you're praying at night and you're going through something, you better not pray to Jamal because Jamal can't help you. God can help you. So se- Mary sees the way these people worship her. And instead of saying, don't worship me, you need to worship the God that you think is in me. She's letting them worship her. Ah. And I don't like that part of it because it's, a, because it's on us as people to be responsible for our religion, whether it's being a Buddha or whatever. It's up to us to study for ourselves, to not just go sit in a church or sit in a temple and take what they say as word and not do any studying ourselves. I don't do that for anything else. Why wouldn't I question this? But Mary, I think Mary does not know, doesn't have, she doesn't have social graces. She's socially awkward. She's socially immature. So that makes her feel good. The, oh, the, oh, you know, and, there are pastors that get high off of that. And totally. I've heard a pastor say he has to work very hard to distance himself from, like from all the attention that he gets and all that to remain. If I believe I'm a vessel being used by God, that's how I need to govern myself. But then you do have other black churches where they do worship the pastor. Cause I've seen that too. And you that, know?
1: yeah, that's just, all of this is very different to me. Cause you know, I'm Jewish and I grew mm-hmm. up as a conservative Jew in the conservative Jewish movement. And so how rabbis are treated and within, yes. it, it's just a very different situation. Everything is just completely. Now, so this is very your, foreign.
0: Do your rabbis, they're treated with a level of respect, right? Y- yeah. Yeah. So that's how it should be. It should be respect, but not reverence. Right. And I think they reverence Mary and they, you know what I mean, but, but respect But the rabbis course.
1: don't have complete control over the synagogue. There is a board. And See,
0: and that... in, in smaller black churches they don't have that, but for instance, where Jamal is and why I think he did that clapback video to Monique is because it's the board that put him there. A board that initially did not want him there because of previous scandal right but they decided so he doesn't now big mega churches are almost like the white house the pastor is the president and their board is the cabinet what is it married yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the executive the, so but in mary's church i don't think that she has that no there's I, no
1: check on her power no, and yeah. that's That's why I think people, you know, have been saying it's a cult because there is when there is no check on power, it it can feel that way. And when people feel like they can't leave. And -hmm. I was telling you earlier a story about my my childhood friend. Um, She has a friend who escaped Mary's
0: church. Wow. It's crazy to say escape. That is so wild.
1: Wow, Escaped, like literally felt like they couldn't get out of wow. the, I don't know, the web, that the web Mary. that. Wow. So I didn't, I don't know a whole lot. It's a friend of hers from running club. And I've been saying, Hey, if your friend from yes, running club to, yes, wants because, to come on
0: and I, yeah. I don't think they- because I know when, when Mary first, when it was first announced and I was seeing these like caught things and how they thought she was God, I thought it was like another church. I'll tell you what the name of the church is offline. But I had. They said we were cousins. I don't know. Black people, black people claim everybody is cousins. If you know them from the time, just you like were Mormons, little, your like how everyone <laughs> yes, is with <Whitney's> yes, cousin. It's <laughs> my, my cousin. How dare you? Now all of a sudden she's your cousin. But, Meanwhile, uh, so- Jewish people are
1: actually all cousins because there's so few of us. We're literally <laughs> genetically all related. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is good. I told you, you made me an honorary Jew. You totally but- are. So there's a church, and my grandmother's, so I knew about it growing up. And then my grandmother um, had friends who went to visit. And before the pastor would come out, they would say, We would like to thank God for everything he's done. But most of all, we'd like to thank. And then there is a certain name that they call, but most of all, we'd like to thank. And it was the pastor, the pastor, and out. not God. They were collecting an offering and it was a locker, meaning two people, one person at each end and had to carry my grandmother's friends got put out of the church because they were laughing because they couldn't believe the goings on. And And so when I first saw what Mary's church was like, I wondered if it was a part of this church? Because Mary keeps Pentecostal church, but then it puts it in like all Pentecostal churches are the same. They're, and they're not. And they're not. That's what I want people to get. I'm not saying Mary isn't. I'm saying when you hear about religion and tithes and offerings, it's really important to do your research on the church and ask questions. And you should be, someone said, Mary's not the type of leader where you could go to her and say, it says this in the Bible. I don't believe that. Or why can you explain, which is what you're supposed to be able to do. Mary seems like, What I say is law because God is telling me to say it and you can't question.
1: Well, and Mary seems like someone who has both been abused, um, at least verbally, right? If not in other ways. And she then also has become an abuser, where she abuses other people verbally. And we saw that when they all sat down and no one was allowed to ask her questions. And she was going after Whitney and Heather Mm -hmm. stuck up for Whitney and she Mm -hmm. just went after Heather for how much she drinks. And then when Heather wasn't around, she called her chubby Mm -hmm. and she just goes for what will hurt the most. And good on Heather for being like, I am not going to take this verbal abuse. I'm mm-hmm. going to remove myself from the situation. And you are all messed up because you're Lisa. You were talking shit about Mary. Then you had a slumber party and we all got gifts. And then yep. now you're acting like it's y- also where were the cameras during this? Who didn't That's turn a- on their iPhone camera? Cause I cause would We, want we to heard see-
0: Lisa, right? We heard the conversation. We heard some and of the conversation,
1: but what we didn't hear was was them knocking on Heather's door, jumping on her right. bed, and giving her a Louis Vuitton bag. Now, can we go back to last episode where yes. Mary was like, I don't want you ending up in my bed.
0: In my bed. And <laughs> then she ends she up... She goes in Heather's bed. <laughs> and I believe she was jumping on it because we saw her jump on her own bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's yes. such a bizarre lady. I I feel like Mary is... I look at Mary and people like her are very skittish and it's almost like they're like always on edge. And I like, cause she, her movements and her, everything is very like, like she's never comfortable except for when they showed her at church. It's the only time she looks comfortable and in control, right? At ease. Yeah. At ease. That's the only time. She
1: likes to have the power dynamic be where she holds the power. And when she doesn't, like in an ensemble cast of
0: housewives where people Mm -hmm. do
1: question each other, she freaks out and just yells. That's not anyone's business. Business. Right. And I will
0: say I felt her on a level of y'all didn't question Jen like this. So you're not going to sit around and question me.
1: I, I felt her reaction
0: though was a bit over the top and I was irritated. Now that whole, the chubby comment, was completely like, Mary, like, what are you doing? Like, why would you call? You're calling Heather Chubby. If she would have turned around and insulted your skin color or something, then it would have been an issue. Right. So how can you then go after, call her that? I will say, I do. Have you noticed the difference online between Mary calling Heather Chubby and Nicole telling Emily to go on a diet?
1: Wait, I totally missed the diet comment.
0: Yeah, I think she said um, go on a diet. Wait, but she said go on a diet or go eat. Whatever she said, you could tell it was about her weight.
1: Oh, I totally missed that. I thought the whole issue was that you're not, you're like stupid or you're not smart. You're not
0: smart. And then she made a comment like go eat a so, like, like, something like she made, a, I, I don't know if the word was diet and my mind might've processed it that way, but, but it was very much like go it, eat. It was meant to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, man. but, and, and that doesn't excuse it, but it's like, we got to stop doing that as women, period. Like, why are we going for someone's weight? So when Mary said that I can understand how Heather was definitely hurt by that. And, and that's what I mean. Like, I want to see the real Mary outside of this call talk, but I guess we are because them talking about it brings up who Mary is.
1: She won't let anyone ask questions. And then when she gets upset, she goes on these tangents like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for money. I was born into it. I was a child. And it's like, you weren't a child. You married Robert Sr. when you were 25 years old. That is not a child.
0: No, that's definitely not. I do think. Did she See, I thought she meant she was born into it. I was a child. Like, basically, as a child, I was born into this. But if she's talking about Robert Sr., yeah, that's a choice that you made. And Mm -hmm. let's be very clear. Even if you feel like your grandmother was guilting you into it, I don't mean to be callous, but she's not here. So if you had said no.
1: Well, I think it wasn't her grandmother. I think it was him. I think he manipulated her to marry him. Really? Yes. From so all the you things think I've he read, he's
0: lying about when she said I want one of my girls to marry Robert. It's not Senior. written anywhere,
1: and mm-hmm. no one else has validated that statement. Certainly mm-hmm. not Mary's mother and not Mary's uncle, not the I'm, uh, I'm executor interested. of the estate. I feel okay. like he is a shady shady man. I mean, look at he was found guilty by the Supreme Court of Utah yes. for, you know, messing up the inheritance that yeah. was supposed to go to,
0: to the, to, the yeah.
1: children of and Mary's even grandmother. And they her body exhumed. Yeah. And they found there was a high levels of Valium yes. in her
0: system. Now let's say this. I'm going to say that sometimes Mary seems like she doesn't eat much, but something is going on there. Hmm. And I wonder last season, it was a lot of trays and like powders and things It looked like not, it wasn't a lot of food. If you go back and watch when she would be in her closet or when she'd had, it wasn't like food.
1: Yeah. Her I uh, feel like, designer clothing is what feeds her. I feel like.
0: Yes. And <laughs> what makes her energy levels. At, Cause she's never even. So I think maybe. If you know, get what I'm saying. Like maybe yeah. there may be something contributing to that,
1: or she's naturally uneven
0: and is. That's very true. Yeah, trying to. Like, yeah, I just wish she had said y'all didn't question Jen, so now y'all want to question me. She was why, trying to say me.
1: that, but when she yeah. said it, she then was talking about how like I'm not God. I worship the God in me. It's not fair to put me with someone. And then she was saying like, like Jen. When yeah. I see, when I think about Jen, I see a thug. You know those Mexican people who make all those drugs to put me with that? Now, (laughs) I think what she was trying to say was that Jen was like the leader of a drug cartel in that she's at the top of this fraudulent scheme. But to have Mexican and tied to drugs Drugs. and to use the word thug, Thug. which has a lot of Connotations,
0: and she should know that being a black woman. Even though I believe there's a bit of self hate with Mary, which is why she's now a different color and her nose is slimmer because gland removed. What um, odor removed What gland? What is this thing? She she had all her odor
1: glands removed.
0: Yes, odor odor removal surgery. I mean, gland removal surgery doesn't make you like that because the person we know in common, Jasmine, her mom had it, and she's still the same color. So. And her nose is still the same as it was before. So I think there's self-hate with Mary. And it just came off so, like, to me, my thinking was, why would you say something like that when that's how, you've talked about how you've been treated in Utah. So why would you then say such a prejudice statement?
1: But just like how people who've been abused can go on to be abusers, I think people who've been victims of racism can then go on to um, push hate and xenophobia on others as well. That's
0: very true. My, my stomach clenched because I was like, I truly believe like that she thinks this way and that she feels like she might be. And, and I hate saying this as a, as a black woman looking at another black woman, but I wonder if she believes that she's a bit, elevated more so than other Black people and other minorities because of her money. And I have to wonder if it's been taught. Now, we know that it all falls, it all comes down to white supremacy making you feel a certain way, but then you then turn and become your oppressor. And that is very dangerous. Because when I just, I wanted to shake her and I also wonder, I started thinking about the reunion. And, you know, they're going to address that. And then what mm-hmm. like what's going to become of that?
1: I'm I don't know. It was so disappointing. And
0: it, it, and as and to see, this is what I want to talk about. Can we talk about why Mary shouldn't be a leader because of this? Yes. What we actually see. And and this the this verbal abuse. Us. If yes. someone
1: who yells at their parishioners should not be the head of a faith organization. It doesn't matter, right. money, anything like that. If she's yelling at them and and making them feel bad about themselves, yeah. that's, yes, and that's, th- there's a lot of Chelsea's reasons here.
0: why she probably she shouldn't that. be that. <laughs> shouldn't be a leader. Chelsea made it, she said, Mary is, and she said, while we can speculate about the cult, she's very much, which your friend used the word escape. So it's like, okay. Like I said, I, it very well could be that she is a cult leader, but what we have concrete evidence of, she shouldn't be a leader because she's abusive.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: period. So Chelsea said, while we don't have evidence yet, concrete evidence of a cult, what we have evidence of is that she's an abusive leader. And that is, I mean, it is abuse. The way she talks to, the only person that she doesn't seem to talk nasty to is Robert Sr. Seems like she reverts back to a child when she's around him
1: mm-hmm and Meredith she hasn't and,
0: and Meredith and which Meredith. is very interesting and I wonder did you notice how just going back a couple episodes when they were at that um dinner and Whitney was crying now I was on Mary's side in the beginning when Jen her and Jen were actually having a conversation and Jen was saying because that could have been a real moment when Jen was saying to Mar- uh, Mary Jenny is coming and I have your back and because then I would have wanted Mary to say well What do you mean? What has she said? Why would you say? But you have Whitney interrupting as Mary is listening, saying, this is a moment. And I was annoyed with, I was like, they're having a moment. But also it was interesting to me that as soon as Whitney got mad, it immediately went to, well, this is what I've heard. Like, there was no, like, even though they were arguing back and forth. Yeah. But I I was saying that for a reason. There's something. Oh, Meredith, so. She yells at Whitney. She screams. She's at the table with everybody. When she comes back in, Meredith turns to her and tries to have a conversation with her. And she starts going after Meredith. But Meredith maintains eye contact and is very measured. And then did you see Mary just, I'm sorry, Meredith, and hugged her? And I was like, it's like well, what you would do to a child that's having a tantrum. You would and, make eye contact. And
1: Also, how I feel about Jen. And I know we haven't talked about Jen much, but that's because she wasn't in the episode. Jen, there's all these, you know, we've seen her be verbally abusive to people. And there were all of those leaked videos of how she yelled at Koa. And that is extreme, extreme verbal abuse, what she did. And she also abused him as a worker. As, a, as an employee. So I, I see Mary and Jen actually having some sort of similarities you, in, you how, went, yes. in how they treat people and how you can't question them. And they have these massive blow-ups, and these other women that are on their cast are walking on eggshells around them. And so I think that they were always planning – to confront Mary this season because Lisa is such a master producer. And I think she was like, this is what we're going to do this season, right? Do you think it
0: was even pre her and Mary getting into that argument? Yes. Okay. Because
1: all this stuff has been out there. And I think they just weren't sure whether or not to bring it up because that first season, they weren't sure Mary was going to be a full-time housewife. Okay. So I think... There was a number of them that planned to question. I think okay. then the Jen stuff was like, you know, like, okay, okay. oh, and then when Jen wasn't there, they're like, let's go back to the script, which is we're going after Mary. Okay. But okay. there is a lot of similarities in how they yes. treat other people. The difference is, is that Jen is being indicted for serious, yeah. serious crimes. And I could see how Mary would not want to be, you know, looped
0: in. With her yeah, with, with Jen. And in. She's just not she just cannot for her to be a pastor to see her in her in her pulpit, those few scenes that we saw last year and her being able to speak, but outside of that, she cannot she even can't engage.
1: Yeah. She, so she's very stunted in her like yeah. development, it feels like. Like she can own om- I yeah. don't know.
0: I'm I'm and I think There's a difference, too. When you're a leader, whether it's of a church, of a temple, of a school, of a country, there is a standard that you should have to uphold and maintain in a certain maturity. And, like, people have to, there's a certain, there's a reason you have to be a certain age to run for president. And there's a reason, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain ages for certain things. And I feel like she was given that so young. Like, I really, I really would be interested in the dynamic, what, what her grandmother was like.
1: Oh, my God. There's so much there. I feel like they could do a massive, like, docu-series on that family, and I would eat up every single episode. I mean, I am just fascinated by Miriam Cosby. I'm fascinated by this Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There are so many layers. It is so good. As we kind of start to wrap up, what Mm -hmm. are your predictions for the rest of the season?
0: Honestly, Mandy, I Oh, I don't know. I will say. You know, being honest, it does make me uncomfortable, the church talk, but I have to remember. Everybody has different experiences. So the way the church that I grew up in is not the church that another person grew up in and they could have religious trauma. I do have my own issues within the church, but I've learned that to me, religion is different than relationship. So whatever you believe in. So if you believe in a place that goes to a temple, you don't necessarily look at the temple as what you worship, but it's your relationship. So for the rest of the season, I'm nervous that it's going to continue. Well, I was nervous that the conversation is going to continue to be on Mary, but then I realized that has nothing to do with my, you know, it it, it was almost a trigger for me talking about all of this stuff because it kind of puts like a stain on all of it. But my prediction is, I don't know if they're really going to talk about it anymore because Mary might go, you know what, Mandy? I don't know. That, that wasn't even a prediction. That was just my and own issues. And what I love. Walk, I know?
1: really love when we don't know what's coming. I, I know? don't know. And I, I appreciate predict. that because I think there are so many leaks on things like with Beverly Hills and what we're yeah. going to see on other stuff. And I just, I like
0: to be surprised. Yeah, I do. I, but, and also it also again, people say you watch, you know, I'm sure you get it too. People may think, you know, you watch these dumb reality shows, but sometimes there, clearly there's real life consequences and it's almost like you start to take it not personally, but again, I found myself defending church, like saying, hey, we don't say all white people are this way. We, we don't all say all men are abusers. We don't all say women are. Th- so like, can we not lump all churches and let's understand. And, and black churches, to be specific. Black, yes, yeah. it was because it was very much like, again, I'm watching a show not question Mormonism, but they're questioning Black churches overall because of this particular. I actually think leader. they're questioning
1: Mormonism a lot. It's really? just, yeah, I feel like okay. not necessarily... The church, like the LDS church, but the mm-hmm. belief system, when you see okay. Heather break down, like these are the layers yes. of heaven. And, you know, you've got someone who's like a murderer, like Charles Manson would be above right. me in okay. heaven or whatever, because like, I think she's starting to crack. I, I think they question a lot. Okay. As as an outsider, that? who's like, not as familiar okay. with either black churches or Mormonism, I feel like as a whole, the Real Housewives of of Salt Lake City is very tough on Mormon religion.
0: I feel like as much as I enjoy Salt Lake, there is a layer of underbelly darkness to it. And I can't figure out why. There's something almost cryptic about it. Not mysterious, but actually underbelly dart I mean you and we feel didn't that get,
1: way we didn't get into it but just seeing Heather meet her sister and how <sighs> like the family ostracized and excommunicated this sister and mm-hmm. how you know she was part of that and yeah. this poor woman has MS and has been estranged from her family
0: nice. you know it, uh, that and was, it took for the father dying yes
1: for them to be like, oh, we don't have to keep up this facade anymore. anymore. Also, Heather being divorced and finally, you know, sort Listen, of let me ask the you church.
0: this: I want, I get the sense that Heather is longing, and maybe it's was for community because I do know some people go to church for community, right? So, but it seems like there's still a, a part of her still longs for that, and I wonder if she hadn't got divorced, would she still oh, believe she would it? Be like in I that get, church,
1: hands down, okay.
0: I've I think she got her- out a
1: lot out of it. I think she okay. didn't believe certain elements, like okay. in the no drinking and, you know, you're not supposed to be, you know, gay, all the LGBTQ okay. stuff. But I'm sure there are really, really positive elements of the church yeah. and the community that you get and the support that you get and the kindness and understanding. Yeah. And and that's why so many people are part of it, because they right. get all the positive things and, yeah. and not the negative and yeah. and I, th- yeah, it's
0: it's complicated. I guess that's true in any, when you think about it, any, re- you know, Judaism, Christianity, oh, Mormonism, yeah. there's positives in all of it. You and could go negatives. after
1: elements of Judaism for sure. I mean, yeah. uh, historically in my family, especially if you go back a few generations, if you married someone who wasn't
0: Jewish, you were that, estranged yeah.
1: from the entire family. Right. And, yeah, it's really... It's but tough. then there's
0: positive elements, too. Extremely that positive. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, it's,
1: I, yeah. I think I felt the same way. I'm not Orthodox, but watching my unorthodox life and how they try to portray, yes. it's like not all Orthodox Jews are the same and not all elements of Orthodox Judaism are the same. And focusing on these these sort of negative things and maybe what I view as outliers sometimes. Like, yes. You know, I don't know. And again, I'm not part of it, but I felt a little bit defensive of how... It was all these outsiders are watching how Orthodox Jews are behaving and creating these judgments based on one person's experience. I don't know. It it, it was a little weird for me. No, what, what you just
0: what you just said yeah. actually just summed up how I was feeling. Mandy's probably looking at me crazy, guys, because I'm my I forgot to plug my computer up, so I'm trying to crawl to an outlet, but <laughs> I got to one. So that's why I'm moving around, Mandy. But yeah. What you just said about my unorthodox like how you felt that's what made that's what I'm like, feeling.
1: I get to criticize Jews. Yes. I don't want yes. you
0: guys criticizing. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, like when I used to call PK Ashonda. I feel bad I used to say that. Ashonda in 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 Yiddish, it means like like someone sort of who brings shame to our people. It's like one of the worst things you could say to someone um, who's Jewish. And yeah, I I feel bad I said that about PK. But um,
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) Mandy. Guys, Mandy just summed up how I feel about Salt Lake City. So we're not saying, I'm not saying that there's no part of whatever could be true, but it's almost like we can talk about it, but you're not allowed if you don't know what goes on. (laughs)
1: Totally. Well, Taria, thank you so much for being on. I love chatting with you as a friend, as a fellow podcaster, as a Bravo fan. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can listen to your podcast, social media, all that jazz.
0: Well, thank you for having me, Mandy, and sitting in my closet with me. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, Instagram at WeGo Podcast, W E I G O Podcast. Twitter, T S F A I S O N. Um, what else? Oh, buy me a coffee. Guys, I've I moved in and I have boxes everywhere, and I'm trying not to let my stomach tighten up at the thought, but I'll be up. So if you want to buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash WeGo. And then I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash WeGo Podcast. I had so much fun. Huh. I've unlocked so many things. About myself talking to you.
1: <laughs> we'll definitely have to have you on again. And I look forward to being on your podcast in a few yes, weeks' time.
0: guys, me and Mandy have a very fun podcast planned.
1: <laughs> I'm going to join Taria in her closet. Yes,
0: we're, she's <laughs> going to be sitting in my closet with me. And you guys will get video footage of that. We're going to have a lot of fun. Mandy is my Jewish sister.
1: Yeah, from another, that, right? from another mister.
0: From another mister. <laughs> so that would put us with the Mormons. <laughs> 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 they believe in having uh, more than one or is that I don't know. See, guys, all religions are different.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on and we will chat again soon.